All right, okay. welcome to the Strange Brew Podcast. I'm your host, Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson. And uh, follow me at The Reptilian. Who do we have else on this strange podcast? Oh, the old HP Shovecraft, another one of the fine hosts of this here quality program. We got Anton in the house, and I am fucking ready for some skull and bones. I'm literally wearing our Dying for a Drink Strange Brew Podcast shirt, where it's got a little skull man. He looks stressed out. He's got a cigarette, a gun, and a shot glass ready to fucking die for the podcast. I have uh, a little shot glass of uh, brandy. I'm literally ready for the skull and bones. I got uh, Mr. Eddie, my little skull that I keep. Mr. Eddie is hanging out with us too. And uh, I literally have a bone shaker beer. It's got a little skeleton man riding on a bicycle. And I have the mug that came with the case. And yeah. it's a big ass skull. It's almost the size of my own skull. So I'm it does have very misfit vibes, not that you I mentioned know. it too. I'm, I'm literally, everything around me is skulls. So we're, we're literally getting into the skull and bones. Finally, this is going to be uh, a strange, crazy topic, but it's, uh, it's a crazy, crazy conspiracy, but it's uh, probably all facts. <laughs> the, only, uh, the only skull that I have currently with me is my skull full of weed liquor. Oh, that's sweet. Does it actually, did you actually make that? Does it work? Yeah. No, I made it. It's, it's just an infused tincture. So yeah, it'll get you. That's awesome. Nice and I, I'm gonna have it yeah. sitting here facing me the whole time, so I can maybe. How absorb do you do it? Right, you just soak it, or do you boil it? No, I have I have a machine that I use. What you have a machine? Mm-hmm. I want that machine. Send it to me for my birthday. <laughs> so I'm drinking off some brandy because you know I'm gonna switch it up. I always switch it up, try different liquors, and um, it always brings me back to stealing it from my grandfather. And me and my buddies skip school. And then uh, stole it, f- booze, essentially, from my grandfather. I think, I don't know if he had it at the house. I can't, but I, ha- I stole, I think, from his place and then brought it to my own house. And then we poured it in the bong, smoked weed. And then I made my buddy take a shot of the brandy fucking bong oh. water. God damn. Yeah, I, I've also made the mistake of attempting to use booze as bong water oh, before. But I've never, uh, I've, made, I've made bong water jello as a prank. One of my friends just left it in the fridge, and if everybody got all <laughs> nice and ripped, they went and That's dug into the jello, and we're just like, this is horrible. That's Why gross. Yeah, yeah, so we're all ready to get into skull and bones. I literally have skull things all around me. Question. It's been a long time. I really want to rewatch it. I wish I did before this podcast, but have you ever seen the movie The Skulls? Of course I have. I've seen most of them. Like, is there, is, isn't there numerous ones? Yeah, there's like four or five sequels, if what? I'm not That's mistaken. That's so weird. I definitely saw the first one. I don't know. Is the second one any good? Do they get worse as they go or what? Of course they do. Yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> I mean, the first one was barely any, like good at all. It was just a weird teen drama that was set for like freshmen in college. That w- it was. It's like a movie made for fucking rich, affluent white kids that are like, maybe I can get into the Skull and Bones. Yeah, of course. It's like, no, you're not that affluent. Skull and Bones, The Order, or Order 322, or The Brotherhood of Death, is an undergrad senior secret student society at Yale University in New Haven, Connecticut. The oldest senior class society at the university, Skull and Bones, has become a cultural institution known for its powerful alumni and various conspiracy theories. And it makes me think of, like, I'm not a fan of uh, the Freemasons. Uh, I think that at certain levels, you know, it's a brotherhood. It's cool to get to hang out with your bros, have some beers. But if you, you keep going up the ladder, it becomes a satanic cult. That's I believe that's what it is. When me and Billy covered the Freemasonry and essentially 
Satanism. It's there's different sections of Satanism for everybody. This is like the bad Satanism. This is like the shit where they sacrifice humans and stuff. And um, yeah, and it makes sense why Apathy, a rapper that I listen to, he's from Connecticut. So now it's like all full circle and he became a Freemason and he has songs about like his Freemason order and the things he knows. And even though I don't think he should be telling people, but. You're allowed to speak certain things. You're not allowed to give out. See, the skull and bones know that it's you. Uh, you're not just not allowed to give out brotherhood secrets is the, is the main thing. But I mean, and that's the other thing is like, how much of it's disinformation that you're giving out? It's very true, but there's some people that obviously gotta leak some of this shit out. So, this I think is a lot of ex Masons leak a bunch of shit. Like I've listened yeah. to uh, a couple people that are now Orthodox Christians that were uh, formerly Freemasons. Or you and got Juan's, they leak a whole bunch of Juan's shit. But butt buddy, fucking Manly P. Hall, he exposed a lot of shit from the Freemasons. I don't, but you can't really say that Manly P. Hall exposed "quote unquote" a whole yeah. bunch of shit. Because if you're if you're if you're into that theory that you know everything that is going on, especially with America and, and <clears throat> is all connected to that, then that's clearly information that was meant to be leaked. Yeah, that's, Otherwise, that's they true. wouldn't have allowed it to occur because they had way more control over I'm gonna what got get out this, back then. I'm going to get the Secret Teachings book just after I go through Crowley's book because I found it on Amazon. So I'm like, why not? Maybe I'll get into it, and then what well, we can all talk about uh, Manly Penis Hall. And, um, You've got to do some Blavatsky level reading if you're going to read Manly P. Hall. That shit's fucking way too voluminous to sit and try. Ron and just wants to be some spiritual guru, and I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> Fall, fucking like McKenna said, follow plants, not gurus. Yeah. And even then, I don't think you should necessarily follow. I any literally plant have a skull man with a vaccine on my hat too. I'm all sculled that, out, bro. That's why my Instagram's getting <laughs> fucked up right there. No. <laughs> On February 17th, the 100th anniversary of Geronimo's death, descendants of the Apache, Apache, not Apache, Apache warrior filed a federal lawsuit against the Secret Society of Skull and Bones of the Yale University and demanding that the group, which claims in its possession of Geronimo's remains, return to the family. I believe strongly from my heart that his spirit was never released. Geronimo's great-grandson, Harlan Geronimo, 61, told National Press. So we'll get into why, but as the legend has it, Prescott S. Bush, that goddamn reptilian piece of shit human, the father of President uh, George H.W. Bush, the first George Bush. Herbert uh, Walker, yeah. Yeah, the, the grandfather of George W. Bush dug up Geronimo's grave in eight, 1918 with help of several other bonesmen, because that's what they call themselves, bonesmen, mm -hmm. as a member yeah. of the society are known, and they stole the, uh, the warrior's skull, two bones, and some riding gear from his grave at Fort Sill, Oklahoma. So it's supposed to be the skull and two femurs is allegedly what was stolen. The reason being is because in the traditional skull and bones logo, it is a skull oh, yeah. and two femurs because huh. that's they make the most interesting iconic symbol on that. Um, so the reason the lawsuit got thrown out is because the law they've never passed. admitted to they've never admitted to having it. No, well, that's the thing that's, is that it's it's a rumor. It's yeah. not a there's no tangible evidence for us, the layperson who aren't bonesmen, to go in and be like, yeah, you totally have it, because they denied it when they got it in the first place. Do you think there's but it's one of those rumors that, like, yeah. if you're going to have a fraternity like that, and you're going you're to want 
those rumors to abound. You're going to want all of the misinformation well, because also, all it's going to do is lead to you yeah. guys getting more reputation. I also read uh, that uh, it was thrown out because at that time it was uh, legal to dig up bones. That it, they didn't really, there was no law against essentially digging up graves. Or I don't know about that. I'm willing. I'm willing to bet that might be one of the older well, this laws YouTube that are on the video books. Told me like, fucking wrong. Then, do Tom, you, when does YouTube ever give us bad info? Uh, do you think that there's um, a porno called Bonesman? I wouldn't doubt it. I would hope so. If not, that's just a, a horrible waste of a title. The society allegedly put the remains on display at the tomb, imposing windowless crypt in New Haven, Connecticut, that has served as the group's headquarters since its founding in 1832. Did you watch any videos on the uh, on the actual building itself? Like, it's a beautiful sandstone yeah. building that just looks like it's smooth everywhere, and there's only two tiny little slits in the front to let in a little bit of light. Like, that thing's got to be incredibly imposing on the inside. Do I would you, love to see inside. I guess you don't like things that are smooth everywhere with two little slits. No, I like them a little veiny. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish I had two slits. That's all I'm saying. No. Dude, um, yeah. did you see what? Uh, in my research, I found because uh, all Bonesmen take a nickname, and apparently uh, W. George W. Bush couldn't think of a name that he wanted to use, so he used temporary, and it just stuck. Junior. So his fucking yeah, Junior's. Uh, well, not Junior because there's no Herbert in, in the middle of his name, but um. Yeah, his nickname in the Bones, his Bonesman name is Temporary. Because he's a temporary president. I honestly just feel like out of everyone in that god-awful administration that I would want to talk to W more than anyone because I feel I like he was... I want to smoke a joint with him and drink some whiskey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be dope. I don't know, he was the useful idiot out of the it's whole true. thing. It's true. Throughout history, some of the most prominent American figures have been Bonesmen. Handpicked members of Yale's undergrads class selected to join the ranks of the elite students. In addition to Bush, both H.W. and W. Bush followed in Prescott's footsteps during their time at the university. And let's all not forget that Yale is just for people that can pay to go to Yale. That's it's all for I believe. rich asshole kids that barely took any sort of education, most of them, and uh, fucking George Bush and his father are a bunch of two fucking idiots, man. Uh, I would not call Herbert Walker an idiot. I would say Herbert Walker I'm is I'm talking about arguably... George Bushes, the two Bush, two yeah, Georges. Herbert Walker. The first, the first George, George Herbert Walker oh, yeah. Bush, W's father, is, at least in some conspiracy circles, the man who is responsible for assassinating JFK. Yeah. I wouldn't he's say he's stupid. To an I would say he's evil. Yeah, okay, evil then. These evil fuckers, okay? Yes, but for sure. There is a lot of just spoiled kids that essentially went to Yale that yeah. really, if they need to pass a class, their daddy or mom, well, probably their daddy, could have paid for it. W is one of those people, though, that I, I have to wonder if he didn't get by on his own merit because he was a C student. If, yeah. you, if your parents pay for your grades to increase, I don't think... They're going to pay for it to get to a C unless you're the worst fucking student and no one will believe that you got an A Bunch in of anything. spoiled rich kids. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's again, it's it's an Ivy League school. Of course, it's spoiled rich kids. There's spoiled rich kids at any university. That's Many why I didn't do go not get to in college on their own or university because it's all bullshit. Isn't your shit free? 
No, are you fucking joking? You know how expensive school is in Canada? If you're, I thought you guys had university basically like taken care of by the government. No, it, no, no. If you're native, okay. yes. But if you're okay. not, no. You have to fucking pay thousands of dollars. When I was looking at graphic design, it was twenty grand. Art is different, though, from from what I understand. I mean, I'm ignorant of the way Canada works. I'm simply going by what I had heard. Uh, I think Australia is free in yeah, certain parts I, of well, Europe. Well, and there's, you know, there's places like Sweden and stuff, which would be nice. I think they do sort of that same style. But I want to be, I want to go to Toronto Film School, and that's fucking crazy expensive. But, uh, you know, yeah. now I'm a podcaster, so I didn't make movies because I was arrested a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> so they followed his Robert footsteps. Downey Jr., yeah, members have included hundreds of government officials, such as former Secretary of State John Kerry, as well as members of the uh, entertainment industry, such as actor Paul Giamatti, which I did not know was in the Skull and Bones. Giamatti's a bonesman? Yeah, man. Is that fucking Didn't know weird? that either. No, There's cool. probably some people that we don't even know that were part of it that just went to Yale. You know what I mean? Oh, of course. People that whose names aren't in the public eye. Where'd Fuckerberg go? Faces. Didn't F- Fuckerberg's a college dropout, if oh, I don't yeah. remember, if I'm memory serving. So is fucking wild Bill Gates. Yeah, that also guy. Also a college you dropout. you see that? When he's a fucking kid, he's the creepiest looking. He's still creepy, but. I was going to say, yeah, hey, that hasn't changed. I got to, and we, he's sitting there during his, like, things, like, when they, they were suing him um, for the things he was doing with his company and shit, and he would sit there and rock like a little fucking crazy man. Sounds like he's on the spectrum. No, he's, he's a reptilian. The first extended description of the Skull and Bones was published in 1871 by Linman Bagg in his book, Four Years at Yale. Note that the mystery now attending its existence fo- and existence forms that great one's enigma, which college, college gossips never tires of discussing. Fucking so essentially that, you know, it's just it's just like brotherhood and, you know, it's fucking weird shit, bro. Yeah, it's a weird hidden fraternity. It's like a step above your traditional fraternities. But did you see what the uh, when you were doing your research? Did you look into when it was founded and why it was founded? Allegedly, I think we might get into that. But uh, if you have to say something, say it. Oh yeah, so it um, it was basically founded by a couple of dudes who weren't uh, weren't granted access to certain academic societies. So they were like, okay, we're going to found this. Uh, and there's actually a rival group. Wasn't it started uh, by... The Scroll and Key. Well, yeah, Scroll and Key, we'll probably talk about down the road. Um, but, and uh, Yale was started by a bunch of Christian fucks, I think, or Catholics. It was started by Most- religious people, considering how it's, uh, you know, what it is today, this occulty, creepy-ass fucking club, especially back in the day. But yeah, the Yale was created to give kids education and, you know, the youth education from like a Catholic group. What I read. Most colleges originally are funded by religious groups. At least a lot of the really old ones, because A, that's who had the money. And B you're, you're talking about, you know, for the longest time, the religions were the ones that held priest classes. So essentially the first academics and the first scholars came from religious institutions. Uh, A lot of the times they'd either be thrown out, as heretics yeah. or excommunicated. Well, excommunicated is the same thing. But if you think about it, that's where most academia comes from. So it would be, it would kind of stand to reason that that's going to be what happens. Because even in Greece, you had, you know, like the the secret schools. Yep. And, and that was mostly just made up by people that dedicated their entire lives to the study of everything. The study of everything. 
Question everything is what I always say. Yeah. Brooks words. Mather Kelly attributed the interest in the Yale Senior Society to the fact that the underclassmen members of the freshman, sophomore, and junior class societies returned to campus the following years and could share information about society rituals, while graduating seniors were, with the knowledge of such, as uh, at least a step removed from campus life. So essentially that they... People would gossip about it, but the senior members, essentially, and the people that were part of this um, kind of didn't have campus life. They literally hung out with their brotherhood, and they all jerked each other off in the basement and fucked skeletons together and all that fun stuff. You guys have a big thing in the States when it comes to uh, frats and shit. It's, like, crazy down there. Yeah, you're not kidding. Frats are... Something else. Are they still existing the same way they did in, like, the 80s when you have, like, Animal House and shit? No, most of those frats uh, do not have the ability to exist like that anymore because most of them will end up getting the fucking living shit suit out of them. They're rapey, right? They're rapey, real Well, okay, even the Skull and Bones, which was nothing but white men for most of its life, is now the last... Until the the 90s, they're like, you can have women in. (laughs) 40% of the last uh, group of Bonesmen that were tapped were women. Every time you say Bonesmen, man, it just gets me hard. Skull and Bones selected new members. A bone. Among students every spring as a part of Yale's University Tap Day and has done so. So Skull and Bones selects new members along uh, among students every spring as part of Yale's Tap Day. What the fuck is Tap Day? Same thing with uh, Freemasons. Freemasons also do it within the secret schools within themselves as they basically come up to you and put their hand on your shoulder and say, you're tapped. Like it's it, it cut, that's where it originally like came from. Is somebody physically putting their hand on your shoulder and saying, "Hey, come with me," and that's supposed <laughs> to be like a, a hey. same thing with. Hey, have you ever seen the illustration of the Freemasonic handshake? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna say it on here, but the that's one of them. That's not the one that I'm talking about. Uh, why do you say um, it, bro? Say it. Who gives a fuck? No, no fuck. Why? No. What if I want in? Fuck them, man! You ain't being a fucking Freemason. Why not? I can't knew, beat him, join him. I, I told, I knew a kid when I went back to school to finish school because I dropped out uh, that was going to be a Freemason. And I, I think he was lying because he had a ring already. And the kid was like 23 and he said he was a third degree member. I think I, I said this Depends on, on which order he joined. I think we've had this conversation. Yeah, and it's like, I don't fucking know, bro. You're kind of fucking lying through your teeth, I think. But he, uh, Scottish Rite, I remember, it's either the Scottish Rite or the other one that has the 32 degrees and one of them only has three degrees. But yeah. uh, if you're a third degree in whichever one has the multiples, that's basically being an initiate. That means that yeah. you've passed through your orientation and you are now a entry level member. Well, yeah, a third degree. in the other one means you're an ascended master. Essentially. My, my woman's dad is like, um, higher status. I would say in the small town that we live in now, cause we got out of the city and he, he's had tons of Freemasons try to get him on board. And he's like, Nah, it's a lot of memorizing, and it uh, doesn't sound exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's a club. I and mean, he said it takes a long time, because um, Chelsea's grandfather was a Freemason, and he was like a third or fourth degree, and it took him a while to even get up there. So it, And he's most likely in the other group, the one that that's a very high-ranking yeah. versus being so an So when the level. tap day, and they come up and they put their hands on their shoulder, they're probably like, come with me. Close your Essentially, eyes. Essentially, yeah, or being like, hey, I think it was... And ready for insertion. You think that they suck the senior members' dicks to, <sighs> to get in the club? That's there's a lot right, of so that's, there's a lot of shit that goes on. I think that's uh, homo magic. 
that bad? You and fucking Juan with the Crowley magic is stored in the butt shit. Um, which it is. It's called yeah. the G-Spot. Yeah. Of course it's stored in the butt. Um, but no. Uh, I think that there's probably some merit to it because with, with a lot of organizations and homosexuality being illegal in most places as it yeah. was for, I don't know, a good portion of everything, you most likely had groups like a lot of Western occult societies. I well, think look at Bohemian Grove, it. bro. They brought in a fucking hung-ass porn star, this big dick old 80s porn star, and they brought him into the Bohemian Grove so members could have fun with him and shit like that. That's like a they, supposedly a legit fact. I've never heard that before. What? Okay, ah, fuck, what's the guy's name? Yeah. I've, I've heard a million and a half random facts about Bohemian Grove, zero of which can actually be, well, not zero. We know there's a giant owl statue. Yeah. That's about it. What about the fucking- We know it's in California. Yeah, well, no, the Alex Jones broke in there. They have the fucking necrophilia room. That's like, And you that believe exists. for one second that Jones isn't a fucking uh, agent? I don't know. I don't want to believe it. If he's an agent, Ike's an agent. Ike is definitely not an agent. Oh, Ike is definitely an agent. How is he about? a fucking agent, bro? He literally is like, he's at protests. He's there. He's fucking always there. He's hanging out with people. He's fucking nice. Don't fucking yeah. d- d- say that David Ike's was, part If of he shit. wasn't an agent, he wouldn't be at those fucking rallies. <laughs> this doesn't make he sense. He would just be talking some shit from the sidelines and be terrified to he set foot outside because he thinks the government's going to kill him. Leave, everyone leave fucking David Ike alone. He is a true human spirit and he is trying to wake people up. There's got to be at least one motherfucker like that. And if everyone fucking makes fun of David Wilcock too. I'm gonna smash somebody with my fucking massive fucking like seven inch, six and a half inch cock on your face. I'm just gonna everybody, fucking slap everybody. Everybody out there, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go up, find all of the disinformation you can on David Ike, all of the negative information on David Ike, and just. Bomb I off told with it. you, I go. I always watch both sides. I watched a two hour documentary that essentially goes against David Icke and his belief and what's happening and all that shit and what he says and kind of uh, portrays him as a disinformation agent and then at the end the guy was like I'm Christian I'm a fucking religious nut and that's where I draw the line yeah, but you said that was the one thing that, like, you agreed with a good chunk of it up until you found out he was a Christian. I didn't agree with any of it. I said it was interesting. I'm, I must be mismem- misremembering the statement. I'm that you part made, of the I, I called episode. everybody fuck off. I will fucking. That's the one. Uh, never mind. I'm a sucker to this. No, there's nothing wrong with it. And I'm sure, like, with anything, there's nuggets of information and in all of it that's good. But I, I don't know, man. I, I, there's, there's David so Ike much. woke me up, man. He's the other and than Alex me, Jones woke me up. Alex Jones did too, but other than music um, that talks about this stuff, uh, David Icke was the one that like he's everything he says. Not everything. Seventy percent of what he says is fucking true. It is if you look into it deep enough. Such rep- as reptilians exist, man. I saw them, bro. All right, we're not getting into this, but like the whole the whole the hierarchy and the king and queen, the way that things are run, the the history behind all this stuff, the serpent eating its own tail, the fucking the, the, the reptilian culture. He dives into a lot of other stuff, but every, every if you watch his talks, I've watched all of them that are like they're like seven hours long. He gets into everything, and a lot of it is true. You can literally look it in, not fact check it, but because that's all bullshit anyway, but. It's true. So you know, uh, the the biggest thing with mammal versus reptile is something that's so... Like, if, if evolution is correct, 
It's something that is so deeply ingrained into our genetic memory that that's probably why a lot of that shit makes sense and resonates is because we have a natural enemy in the serpent. Because if, again, evolution is true, when we were hanging out in trees and shit, what's our biggest fucking enemy? Is a random snake just chilling that just takes a bite at us and now we're fucked. Okay, they say if the fucking rock didn't hit, uh, essentially the meteorite didn't wipe out the dinosaurs... They can prove it's in the fucking Smithsonian, Smithsonian fucking museum that if that didn't happen, that reptiles would become humanoid the same that we are to this day. That's like scientific fact. If they just like kept evolving, if that's evolution, that there would be humanoid reptilian beings and that could have happened on another fucking planet. There is so many fucking universes out there. This is for an alien episode, okay? Dude, no, we uh, we all know the truth. The truth was leaked to us in the 1995 film Super Mario Brothers. Oh, it is weird. That has a reptilian shit in it, too. That thing is like fucking David Icke's wet dream. What are we talking it about here? It's fucking horrible, though. I love that movie. Don't you dare talk shit we about We should Super watch Mario that Brothers. as a watch party. So let's get back into this. Tap day. When they tapped them on the shoulders, they come with me. You can suck my dick and you can get into the club. And they've done that since 1876. Since the society uh, include like, it's kind of... It didn't actually, like I said, allow women into the society until the early 1990s. Mm -hmm. Skull and Bones selects 15 men and women now of a junior class to join the society. Skull and Bones taps, dick suckers, those that it views as campus leaders and other notable figures for its membership. How do you explain fucking Bush then? He's just like, hey, I was just fucking smoking Charisma, weed. Charisma, dude. Yeah, I guess. How the fuck did Bush, be, how, how did Bush, ru- like, function as a president for eight years yeah. saying some of the dumbest shit you've ever fucking heard? And now it's like, oh, he's done war crimes. He's such a cute man giving candy to fucking Hillary Clinton. <laughs> the shit that he's done. Yeah. Skull and Bones has a reputation for stealing keepsakes from other Yale societies or from campus buildings. Society called remembers, crooking. yeah, reportedly called this practice crooking and strive to uh, pretty much outdo each other's crooks. The society has been accused of posing the stolen skull of Martin Van Buren and Geronimo and uh, Panko Villa. Who's Panko Villa? Pancho Villa. Oh, Pancho. Oh, that makes sense. I was, why is it spelled like Villa? Why can't I pronounce shit? That's how you say Villa. That's how you spell Villa. Is Villa? Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking... I speak English. If it's V-I-L-L-A, that's Villa. You don't speak English. You speak Canadian. That's yeah, true. The society owns and manages Deer Island, an island retreat on St. Lawrence River. Alexander Robbins, author of a book on Yale Secret Society, wrote... The 40-acre retreat is intended to give Bonesmen an opportunity to get together and rekindle old friendships. A century ago, the island uh, sported tennis courts and its softball fields were surrounded by rhubarb plants and gooseberry bushes. Gooseberry is pretty expensive now, actually. Cat boats waiting on the lake, stewards catering elegant meals. But although each new Skull and Bones member still visits Deer Island, the place leaves something to be desired. Now, it is just a bunch of burned-down stone buildings, a patriarch sign, 
and uh, basically ruins. Another Bonesman says that they call the island rustic would be to glorify it. It's a dump, but it's beautiful. Yeah, they've been uh, what I was looking at more looked, recently. Yeah. Everybody's kind of like this place is a shithole. And but. there's like there's like fucking photos that were like leaked from Deer Island. It's a bunch of fucking college kids just drunk with chicks and doing weird shit. And it's what I would imagine it always and was. And it looks honestly. like it looks like Camp Crystal Lake. Like just good. maybe some mass killer will come and slaughter a good portion of the upper class of America. That'd be great. Your be book sweet. listing Skull and Bones members for the 1920. The 1920 uh, delegation included co-founders of Time Magazine, mm-hmm. Britton Haddon, and Henry Luce. That's the co-founders, obviously, of Time Magazine then, right? What year was that? that 1920. Okay. Because what year was Hitler Time's Man of the Year? Was it 30... How did that Two? happen? Because most of the world liked Hitler until World War II started. Most, because most of the world was super, like, uh, what's the word? Iso- not isolationist, but they were, <laughs> like, nationalism was a fucking thing. Like, a real hardcore thing for a lot of people. Uh, the Germanics, an insanely proud and fierce people. And, like, people just liked what Hitler was doing. Like, they were a really big up, fan uh, of it. Have you ever looked up um, Howard Zinn? That name sounds really familiar. You should listen to Howard Zinn talk. About, he's a historian. Uh, Vinny Paz uh, literally cites him for the information he uses for a lot of his, uh, for his knowledgeable songs. Like, uh, You Can't Be Neutral on a Moving Train. Amazing song. Check it out uh, by Vinny Paz. And he breaks down uh, the history of when Columbus came and took all the natives gold. And then when he, there was no gold, he used them as slaves and... And all that stuff, and it, uh, it dies pretty deep, and Howard Zinn knows his shit and understands how societies work and what governments are actually all about and how they don't give a shit about you. It's true. I've actually not ever really heard reports of natives as slaves because more often than not, from my understanding, at least from the family history that I've had, uh, whenever somebody tried to take a group of native slaves, it usually ended up in some slave owner getting his fucking head cut off. The Columbus uh, you did don't, you take. Don't give he people took, that were he. Columbus took natives, um, indigenous people from Haiti and enslaved them. That's like a fact. Oh, okay. We're talking. We're talking Haitians. We're not talking like native. Yeah, but and natives to an extent. But there was wars broken out and stuff. Listen to Howard's in. I'm telling you, this guy is. Well, Haiti was part of the smart. slave trade to begin with. Yeah. Like Haiti was part of like like one of the stops from Africa to drop yep. slaves at like that's where a lot of sugar plantations and shit i was. really want to get into um a whole episode about human slavery but i think that's down the road because that's very uh it's a huge topic well the podcast has been fun everybody we got canceled <laughs> see ya skull and bones <laughs> membership de- uh developed reputation um associated with the power elite regarding qualifications for memberships lanny davis wrote in 1968 yale yearbook if the society had a good year uh, this is what the ideal group would consist of. A football captain, a chairman of the Yale Daily News, uh, a, co- a conspicuous radical, a wiffle ball, a swimming captain, a wiffle poof. Where the fuck is a whiffin' poof? What the fuck is a wiffle whiffin' poof? It's a fucking acapella group. Oh my god, why do they call themselves whiffin' poof? That's the name of the group. That's your new nickname. 
Whiffin', fuck you. <laughs> Whiffin' poof. You're the one, you and, you and Juan are the ones obsessed with fucking straight dudes sucking dicks for some reason. I think it's exciting, man. Of course I, you do. I, Most straight guys are just like, oh, fucking dudes I sucking watch, other dudes' I, dinks, I, I man. I usually fucking. watch those pornos straight to gay. Maybe you should. <laughs> so, a swimming captain, a notorious drunk with a 94 average, and a filmmaker, a political uh, colonist, a religious group leader, a chairman of lit, and a foreigner, a ladies' man with two motorcycles, an ex-serviceman. Oh, and it says, um, sorry, it's it says it, so I can say it. It says a Negro. If there are enough to go around, a guy nobody else in the group had ever heard of. So this is somebody who wrote in the 1968 Yale yearbook of who would be part, if the society had a good year, these are the people that would join it. Just a bunch of random assholes, fucking football captains, a black guy, I guess. So like, we got to have one of those. It's the 60s. Fucking you want a well-rounded group of individuals. I feel yeah, like that's diverse, the thing with frats diverse, as well. diverse, you know, community. Well, you want the rich boy because then you can use their parents' cottage whenever you guys need to get out of town. Yeah. You want somebody who's good at sports because they will most likely bring the girls. Uh, you want, like, a bad boy in the group to just kind of shake things up a little bit. Like, it's, I'm sure it's just, you know, founding some sort of group of people that they have archetypes to go on. Yeah. Because they look at previous groups and being like, oh, okay, well, we don't want a bunch of fucking stiff-collared nerds just sitting here doing their homework all fucking day. We want to go out and rage. We want to party, bro. We want to fuck some skeleton skulls. Skull skull fuck. Skull fuck. How could you fuck a skull and not cut your dick up? You fuck in the eye, man. It's got to be like a just... It better be fresh. just slightly decomposing skull. Could you imagine the diseases you must get from fucking a corpse? Listen to our necrophilia Did you and Billy cover that episode. on your necrophilia yeah. episode? Yeah, did you ever cover any of the... Yes. Did you not fucking listen to that episode? I haven't caught that one yet, no. Man, you should. It's fucking gold, dude. Oh, I bet. It's gold. Bet. Like the other uh, Yale senior societies, Skull and Bones membership was almost exclusively limited to white Protestant males for much of its history. Mm-hmm. While Yale itself has a, uh, exclusive policies directed at particular ethnic and religious groups, the senior societies are more exclusive. Which, like, because they want to be hip with it, they try to be exclusive. But that's everything. It's just like, we're not racist. We got a, we got a black guy over there. And see that Asian? He's crunching numbers right now for us. Well, if you think about it, the power doesn't come from the people you let in. It comes from the people you don't allow in. It comes from how exclusive of an organization you are. Like, that's that's really what makes the difference. Because if you're just some group that lets everyone in, then there's nothing special about you. No. You let everyone in. That's so true. Well, some Catholics were able to join such groups. Jews were more often not. They, they, Which is weird, because if you're, like, like with at least as far as the uh, the magical connotations of, yeah. um, you know, most sorcerers and alchemists back in the day were Jewish yeah. because Christians weren't allowed to look into that kind of shit. And the Jews were just considered heretics to begin true. with. Sorcery, so who do you man. Doing the science. Big no sorcerers, man. And if you, if you were Jewish, sorry, but you couldn't join skull and bones. My nose resents that comment, Tom. You do have the hook nose, bro. Yeah. It's between the native and the Jewish. How the fuck can I not have a hook nose? <laughs> Remember, everybody, 
Don't get offended. We are fucking just joking, okay? Everything is a fucking joke. On never our whole motto, and I should post this all over fucking everything. Never take anything seriously. Yeah, it's a joke, not a dick. Don't take it so hard. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> yeah. So they would they would exclude Jews um, and all that shit, which is not nice. Some of these excluded groups eventually entered Skull and Bones by means of sports. Through the society's practicing of tapping, stand out athletes. It's just funny, like, man, you're you're fast. That's probably why the the, the black dude was joined in the sixties. You're a Jew that can jump really high. We want you. Yeah. You can run fast, man. You beat all those white kids. <laughs> like, it's just it is kind of stupid. What do they I get what do they contribute? Somebody who's fast. If you're the best athlete in the group or in the school, then that's what you contribute. You are the best at something. Yeah. So therefore, you've you've increased the prestige of the organization because they were good enough to get you. It's true. Star football players tapped for skull and bones include the first Jewish player. Oh man, his name is Al Hasen Hasen Hasberg. Al Hasenberg. Almost. Hi, I'm Al Hasenberg. <laughs> Al Hasenberg. Al Hasberg. I just I hope I hope that the uh, the introductory dinner will be kosher. And he was the class of 1938. Um, you sound like that pedophile, Woody Allen. Woody, Woody Allen is generally the uh, the source for all j- Jewish stereotypical voices to come from. Man, you yeah, do fuck, a... Fuck Woody Allen and a, fuck Roman Polanski. Man, they ruined gold, films by their You do a gold fucking Woody Allen. When we talk about that pedophile one day on this podcast, because uh, we're going to talk about... I watched the whole documentary about Why him. even give him time? Ignore him. Just pretend he doesn't Man, exist. it's so if, fucked, dude. He fucked his own daughter. I was he, No, he adopted a girl no. and then raised her and Did then you, fucked her, no, which that, is even his more daughter, fucked well, up. Well, uh, Mir Farrow's daughter, Dylan. I watched, oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, I only knew watched, about the Sunni shit. I watched the whole documentary about him. He literally fucked his Mio Farrow's daughter when she was a no child. No desire to watch documentaries about pedophiles. In the same way that I have no desire to watch rape revenge flicks. You know why I watch them? I'm you know fucking good. I, I know what happens. I don't want to see it. Do you know why I watch them? Because uh, Chelsea, if you say to masturbate, Tom, no, I'm ending this right now. Because Chelsea makes me watch them. Oh, okay. Well, that's she fair. She loves, like, that whole fucking creepy ass. Like, she likes, like, you know, it's true crime shit or, or stuff like, like, we just finished the Brittany Murphy documentary that was on Crave. Oh, Brittany Murphy. I, I liked her. And I think No, that, she was great. I'm, sa- I'm saying, like, I'm yeah. sad because she I think got, she was murdered. And Chelsea's like, everything's not a conspiracy. And I'm like, no, it is. I'm telling you, it is. Everything's sad. Uh, they killed I, Heath Ledger. His fucking Heath Ledger's best friend said that they fucking murdered him. Fucking, they periodically murder off celebrities. The cults like fucking Skull and Bones, or the Freemasons, or the Illuminati. They periodically kill off celebrities because it resonates energy with fucking people, and those reptilian assholes exhume that energy. Because Robin Williams did not kill himself. They said at the beginning of the report when he died that he slit his wrist and then hung himself. Okay, so he's bleeding out his wrist while trying to hang himself? Fuck that shit, man. Rob I've Williams is never murdered. once heard the slit his wrists and hung himself from a reputable source. From my understanding, he hanged himself, which is the same hung thing himself. as uh, Carradine and Bourdain 
and uh, uh, all Cornell. murdered, all murdered by the Illuminati. Dude, hanging is the most male version of suicide, other than blowing your fucking brains out. I don't out give with a, a shit. Gun. They murdered them. Anth- okay, I was a huge fan of Anthony Bourdain. They fucking murdered him. <clears throat> they did. He was trying to expose Pizzagate and all the fucking pedophilia rings that were going on. They killed Anthony Bourdain. You cannot. I don't want to alienate our audience by calling Pizzagate retarded, but you know. Okay, part of it. it why are they talking about pizza then? Okay, uh, f- we'll fucking talk about Pizzagate one day because we have no way of verifying any of these documents. I mean, this very well could just be cooking? some fat fucking that, troll sitting Hillary in his mom's Clinton basement. Is just fucking some average chick. She's just no, no, no. Hillary Clinton, uh, and it's that's the one thing with her is that anyone who has that number of suicides related to them. Should be investigated. I love Anthony Bourdain with a passion. Loved him and everything. I used to be a chef. He inspired me when I was doing that game. Uh, I didn't pay enough. But uh, they murdered his ass. And I know for See, a fact. See, I can m- almost get behind the Bourdain, Bennington, and Cornell thing because allegedly all three of them were working on exposing these things. And they were all well-traveled people. So it's entirely possible that they use their connections. We should. Uh, I want to get into celebrity suicides and stuff like that, or celebrity um, murders. Or that'd be an interesting topic. For uh, sure. I, it's on the docket, but uh, man, this this topic makes me go off, and uh, the beer probably doesn't help. But uh, so they 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 have Al Hasberg, Hesberg. Uh, you know, they got the Jewish guy in because he was good at sports, and African American player Levi Jackson. Class of 1950, who turned down the uh, the invitation uh, for the what's the 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 Burz, Society? Burz- I'm not familiar with that one. I, I mainly looked into uh, Skull and Bones and Scroll and Key. The, the Brizolis Society. Jons Jakob Berzolis, <laughs> prolific correspondent, leading scientist of his time, such as Gerardus Strauss Mulder. It's a chemist society. Stupid. So he turned down that. He turned on this chemist society, uh, Levi Jackson, and then joined Skull and Bones. Among prominent alumni are former President Chief Justice William Taft, a founder's son. William Taft was the founder's son of Skull and Bones. Yeah, that fat fuck got himself stuck in a bathtub. Literally. Did he actually, didn't he actually do that? Yeah. No, he was so fat that he got stuck in a back bathtub. That's one of our presidents in the U.S. got so stuck like in a So like we said, former bathtub. presidents, father, son, George H.W. and George W. Bush. Who's Cheney DePew? Chauncey. D-E-P-E-W? No, no. His, his name is Chauncey. Chauncey DePew. What a fucking name. I don't know why I said Cheney. It just looked like Cheney. I don't know either. I was like, wait, Cheney wasn't a bonesman. Who's, Ch- who's Chauncey DePew? That's the greatest name I've ever heard in my life. Cha- he is just a political person. Oh. Chauncey is a stupid fucking name for everybody out there. If your name's Chauncey, fuck you. Chauncey DePew, president of New York Central Ro- uh, Railroad System, is what Ch- Cha- uh, Chauncey DePew was. Uh, a U.S. state senator from New York, mother of the Central Intelligence Agency... Henry uh, Stimmons, St- uh, Stimson, was a U.S. Secretary of War. Robert A. Lovett was a Secretary of Defense. William B. Washburg, Governor of Massachusetts. And Henry Luce, for, like as we said, from... Uh, oh, so, yeah, they were founders of Time Magazine, Life, Fortune, and Sports Illustrated Magazine. Are all prominent members of the Skull and Bone Society. Mm-hmm. Like we said, John Kerry, uh, John Kerry um, U.S. Senator Stephen A. Schwartzman, former 
Uh, founder of Black the Blackstone Group, which fuck Blackstone. You know what that shit is, right? Yes. They're no. trying to buy Blackstone. Trying to buy up everyone's property and shit. Oh, they're the uh, the face for eminent domain. They're trying to buy up all property so nobody owns shit. Like people need to dive deeper in this. Um, oh, that what's his fuck? That uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Austin Goose Ghoul. Uh, Austin. Goolsby, uh, chairman of Barack Obama's Council of Economic, Ed, uh, he's an economic advisor. Harold Stanley, co-founder of Morgan Stanley, and Frederick W. Smith, founder of FedEx, are all reported members. All these people that hold prominent positions in either politics, business, or um, yeah, politics and business essentially, so they can control certain aspects of the reality in the world that we live in. Yeah. And they're all reptilians. Uh, and have you, yeah, I was saying, did you, did you look into where the, the numerology of three twenty two comes from? No, I'm assuming it's Freemason though. Uh, well, <clears throat> there's no way to actually confirm it, but the one that seems to be the most agreed upon representation of three twenty two is, uh, Genesis three twenty two, which is and the Lord God said, behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. So that could be a Promethean style. You know, we are gods now. Mantra. That's how they of, see of themselves. Though. They do. They're fucking. I'm surprised uh, if, if this was in Canada, um, Trudeau would have been part of this because uh, he thinks he's God. He literally, well, there, when he, Trudeau used to box and he would box people that were 20, 30 years older than him and he would get knocked the fuck out. And there's a conversation of him and his wife at some gala or some stupid shit. And he's saying, he's like, I'm the best. I'm the, and his wife's telling him to be, she's like, be humble. He is, uh, and, and it proves it when he's in a political stage. He is an egotistical fucking maniac he is trudeau is the fucking i want to do a whole episode and just talk shit about this fucking dictator because he is literally like psychopathic his he's a narcissist he's a sociopath that trudeau is is one of the worst if not the worst prime ministers we've ever had and he's so psychotic it's mind-blowing. The shit he says that we've been caught saying and people just brush it off like it's fucking nothing. And I said this in the Halloween episode. He did blackface four fucking times. Can you name me one person who has reached that level of office that isn't an egotistical psychopath? Because I sure as fuck can't. Yeah, I guess. That's how you reach those levels of office is you are more or less a functioning sociopath. Fucking pisses me out, bro. 2004... U.S. presidential uh, presidential election, both the Democratic and Republican nominees were alumni. George W. Bush wrote in his yes in his autobiography. Mm-hmm. In my senior year, I joined Skull and Bones Secret Society. That's uh, it's so secret that I I, I can't say no more. <laughs> <laughs> when asked what it meant that he and Bush were both bonesmen, former presidential can, uh, candidate John Kerry said. Not much because it's a secret. Yeah. What, what, what did you expect? You expect I've one seen of them that to be like, oh, I'm gonna, 
Oh, I know. It's, it's ridiculous, but it's like so many people jumped on that afterwards and they were like, see? It's like, yes, he's sworn to secrecy amongst his group of cohorts. Yep. You thought he was going to say something? Because that's on you. In the age of what seems that all that could be possible and to be concealed about anything and anybody has been revealed, those blank tombstone walls could be holding the last secrets left in America. You could ask Avril... Avril, uh, Levine? Her- yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, Avril so Her- years? Her- yeah, she is. Uh, she's actually, she actually died and she is, um, a clone. Her- that's one of my favorite theories Her is that Avril was a clone. That's, that's the theory is that Avril Levine died in a car crash, the same as Eminem did. And, uh, and that they, their Eminem actually got cloned. That's the theory because there's facial features that don't match up to him because he's supposed to be. It was in a car crash in 2004, mm-hmm. and Avril Lavigne supposedly she died in 2003 in a car crash. Coincidental? I don't know. I don't believe in coincidences. And her friend that looks very close to her took over her role. Essentially, is what the theory goes. Um, so, yeah, you could ask uh, um, Avril uh, Harriman whether there is a real sarcophagus in the basement and whether he and young Henry Stimson, they supposedly were laid down naked in the coffin and they would just spill, spill secrets of their adolescent sex lives to 14 fellow bonesmen. I've heard this many mm-hmm. times in the Skull and Bone Society. So you're supposed to lay down the sarcophagus. And you're supposed to expose your sexual deviance to other bonesmen is essentially how this is supposed to go. And you lay in this creepy sarcophagus, and you're like, well, I touched, uh, I touched Billy's dick when I was like eight. And like, I was like, nah, it didn't really, uh, didn't do much for me, but like he, he got hard. And it's just like they, they would, it were like, you know, I, I accidentally brushed my elbow on Margaret's tit. And then she's like, I want to feel a little, a little suckle on my nipples from you. And then I sucked her nipples and, and that didn't really get me hard either. So I don't really know what I'm into. <laughs> Apparently it's not tits or dick. So now I'm all sorts of confused. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it's a fuck? bit no, of both. I've, I've heard, I've heard the, <clears throat> uh, confessing your sexual history, which would mm. just make sense in that. They are like, okay, well, you know, we know this about you. You know this about us for new initiates and what have you. It's about exposing yourself. Well, yeah, of course. It's about complete transparency, which is another thing that I believe is in Freemasonry where it's like, it doesn't really matter what you've done in the past necessarily. As long as you are completely upfront about it with the Brotherhood, then they know that they can trust you. And that's what it's about. It's literally in the same way in Freemasonry and these um, sex rings and everything that happens to do with even stuff like Epstein and shit, right? That you, you expose something. Like there's people that believe that China has a video video footage of Trudeau um, getting down and dirty uh, with a child. Essentially, that's uh, one of the theories going around because he seems China seems to have Trudeau by the fucking balls. And what happens in these higher societies and people that control the world that we live in is they have to have stuff on each other to allow to dangle these chains over them. Essentially, be like you have to do this or we're going to expose this. And I do believe that exists. I do hundred percent believe that you know people you know that are think that this stuff is far-fetched and conspiracy. Sex rings exist. 
three odd million children, if not more, go missing a year is not just some random pedo or something like that down the street. This holds higher meaning. And, you know, that's why I'm a, I'm a fan of David Icke because he's exposing this shit. And I believe that's real. That is fucking real that people use some sort of energy source when it comes to pubescent kids. And even when they're about to hit puberty, they, they, they go through changes. This energy uh, accumulates within the body and, and the spirituality above all of this shit. I believe that, man. I went through it myself, and if I had George Bush dangling, like, touching my balls, man, who knows what had happened. But, like, there's there's something beyond, behind all of this shit, and they hold stuff on people. They they have these 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 things on people. That's why if you talk about, like, if Pizzagate's a real thing or whatever, whatever these things are, if, you're, if you have something on some of these people, if they go to all these parties and be like, oh, here's this room where you can... Uh, f- fuck the sausage, which is like whatever ten year old boys, and yeah, this one where it's like you can fuck the the pepperoni, and that's fucking girls. I, I don't fucking know the terminology. I'm not a fucking Freemason, but you understand what I'm saying that they hold things over people and they put them in these situations and essentially get them to conform and do these nasty things and videotape it or fucking film it or have pictures so they can have something on them. So later on, like you have to do this or I'm exposing you. I mean, it's called leverage. So take, for example, leverage. We are, we're students. Okay. At some prestigious university, Tom, you are the heir to a shipping fortune. Let's call it that. You control a I, lot of yeah. I'm, no, I'm, international trade. I'm the uh, I'm the <clears throat> heir to um to the beer from Strange Brew. What's that called? Uh, I, the Elsinore. Elsinore beer. Elsinore Brewery. <laughs> so you're the you're the heir to Elsinore Brewery, and I am the heir to the trucking company of Northern Canada or of Central Canada or wherever the fuck. I don't even know where. Central I Canada control is. the trucks. You control the beer. Now, I'm worried because of our interactions on campus that the day will come where you decide since you have the beer and I have the trucks that you are going to increase the cost and basically make it. So I'm not making as much as I should be. And you are the one on top. Yeah. Now us being fraternity brothers, we get really rip roaring drunk at a party one night and you are highly suggestible in your state. Maybe you're, you know, doing a little acid or something, whatever. So you, after being, suggested by myself or a cohort wander off into a room uh, where we told you there's some girl waiting for you or something like that. And it's a child. No, it's not a child. I wasn't going to take it to that level. I was going to say it's some dude with a big fucking floppy wiener hanging out. Nice. And uh, you are blindfolded because we have a girl who's basically like, come on, come on, and talking to you while you're blindfolded and she's feeling your tits. We give her the old bait bus, bait bus switch. And now I have a picture of you with the biggest fucking cock that you've ever seen in your hand. Yeah. Now, you forget about this completely. 20 years goes by. We are in that situation. And I basically come to you and go, hey, you know how you've got a, uh, a wife and you failed to get a prenup? I can fuck that all up. I can fuck that all yeah. up with one photo. I, so yeah. now you're going to play ball the way I want to play ball. Yeah. So that just goes without no, saying I, in these yeah, secret societies. I, I agree with you on all that, that they definitely do stuff like that. I do believe that there is more. It goes way deeper than that. Uh, of in course. My, what I'm saying is that beliefs, that. Yeah. 
that alone is not evidence to say yeah. factually, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you have a basement full of children and are harvesting adrenochrome. No, not that. I'm not saying that entirely. That's Pizzagate, though, man. I, like, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's, a, it's a theory. I'm not saying Pizzagate's real. Uh, it probably is, because they have fucking text messages and emails that are all linked to this. And I'm just, I'm just saying, I believe I'll, we don't know till we're fucking dead. Because when you you, you wake up, don't even up, know then. You uh, you will trust me because you find out every single secret about what's going on in this world once you die. You ask Robert and <laughs> Will. Um, as soon as you die, you just get this info dump in your brain, and you're just like, I don't want all this shit. That's get the it point. Out. That is literally Robin Monroe. <laughs> I said to you before, a guy that died for fucking several hours or whatever said that you see, you, there's no secrets in this life because once you die, you see everything, everything How? around everybody because your whole your you get because time doesn't exist. You get this consciousness unload of everyone that you're connected to. I, and whatever, you don't have to believe it. Juan doesn't have to believe it. No, no one, I'm just no saying died for several it. hours. Yes. Um, That's physically impossible, but it, it, I, need, read, I need to look read, this up now. Read his book, Robert Monroe. Um, but uh, essentially, I do believe that that exists, that they hold things over people. And the biggest sin is to essentially kill, fuck, whatever, a child and that they hold these things over these people. I believe that. So he was big on OOBs mm -hmm. or OBEs. Yes, near-death experiences, yeah. All right, that's homework. Cool. Okay. But Skull and Bones, so a lot of the, um, what I've noticed with Skull and Bones is yeah. a lot of it is the, the stereotype, which yeah. is, the, the anti-Christian shit, yeah. like the whole masturbation, satanic ritual, spilling of seed, et cetera, et cetera. Because that was the other thing with the, the coffin, is that you allegedly had to lay in a coffin, naked, yourself. jerk off, holding a skull, and squaring your allegiance to Satan. But the only yeah. evidence I can find of that is random hearsay on Christian pages. Because if you dig deep enough with any of them. They're never going to tell you, bro. They're never going to tell you. never going to know. We're just speculating. That's what yeah, we're talking and about. And my here. speculation that they essentially make politicians and people in power have sex with children during these weird parties, I think is completely real. Tell me where the fuck all these children go missing every year. Where I, that's the thing is that it, it is, where? that is a fact hundred percent that children just up and go missing. Where? But I, that's not necessary. I don't fucking know. I'm not the go one buying out. them or selling them. Okay, go find out because I need to all right, know. All right. I'm going to need to borrow all of strange brews, vast resources, <laughs> and I'm going to go on a covert mission and just know it's a that dark, if I hang it, myself, yeah. it's not because of years of unchecked. It's depression. a dark room with one computer from the 1980s. <laughs> <laughs> so I, <laughs> I'm doing the world's research on a Commodore 64. <laughs> Sorry. You're what? So they do these rituals. They put them in sarcophaguses, supposedly make them tell all about their sexy times with Susie when they were a kid. And they're probably sitting there jerking off under their robes. Who knows? But who's having sexy times as a kid? Man, I lost my virginity at twelve. Man, I've said that so yeah, many times. Yeah, me too. But like that was like you one. did. It didn't. Con yeah, it didn't continue. High five. Ha <laughs> uh, like, ha. It didn't continue past then. Everyone thinks I'm crazy when I say that shit. But I was just. I wanted to get laid. I was fucking young. All my friends wanted to have sex. We were perverts, and I was like, I, I, was, I did it. I was twelve. She was seventeen. Oh, I was twelve. She was almost fourteen. She was older. She had some big gazungas for her age. Oh, say, remember, it's okay if you were the twelve-year-old. No, it's fucking not. Uh, but. 
I don't know. It you was, could this, ask this. Supreme Court Justice Potter Stewart if he came at a time in the year of 1937 when he dressed up in a skeleton suit and howled widely at an initiative in a red velvet room inside of a tomb. That sounds like a lot of fun. It does. Like, sound- I, I want to do this. <laughs> just like howling and just screaming this blood curdling. Like, what's the initiative doing? Like, first two minutes, like, uh, uh, just nervous laughter. And then it goes on for another five minutes. And you're like, what am I supposed to do? Just like, to what howl? Is, and it just keeps going, like, meant to psychologically break you down so that you can be like, what do you fucking want from me, skeleton? I, I want to watch the movie Skulls now. I just want to watch it. It's fun. I would I would say it's kind of like. Did you ever watch that uh, the Covenant? Maybe. It was that uh, sexy teen male witch uh, movie that came out in the early two thousands. I probably it was watched all it. A, oh, it sounds so familiar. Yeah, I did. Probably a did. bunch of really cut dudes that all lived in Salem and were like the descendants of witches. But if they oh. used too much of their power, they would start to die or some shit. It's like Twilight. Yeah, my my ex boyfriend loved that movie, and I was like, this is just a bunch of shredded shirtless dudes. <laughs> Like, that's, that's why you, why like, you like this movie. The plot's fucking Same terrible. Twilight. I'm a glowing vampire and I can Fuck go out in the daylight. <laughs> so stupid. Vampires are supposed to be scary, not sexy. The initial. That's why I uh, love 30 Days a Night. Yeah. I, they they, yeah. they turned them into vicious fucking animals. And it was like, all right, that's cool. The initiation rituals of Skull and Bones are some of the most interesting parts of their society. Not because of how weird they are. And they're fucking weird because no one actually is sure which ritual is true and which is an exaggeration. And supposedly one dude did break in. I'll probably post some of the footage on the Instagram strange podcast because um, there is supposedly footage of with inside the skull and bones. Mm-hmm. These are also yep. stories of having jumping into a pile of mud or maybe wrestling another initiative uh, in a pile of mud. So like fucking sexy Nude. wrestling. I don't understand that. Nude mud wrestling. Why? A nude wrestling is the traditional way to wrestle. If we're going by Greek society here, uh, but you're all and wet. B, you have and, no, and, you have no dirty. clothes to grapple onto. You're wet. What are you going to do? You're going to grab a handful of dick. That's about it. Yeah. Or you're going to pop a couple fingers in the ass. And then it's going to take a very weird term turn because you know, you've somehow managed to stick two fingers up your buddy's ass and you're turning him on to shit he's never heard of before, and then before you know it, you're 69ing in the mud. Yeah, so I was going to say, you start, like, by accident, and then you're, like, grappling, and you're like... You grab his dick, here. you both get hard, and you're just like, <laughs> All right, let's fuck go it, this is it. what this is turning into now. <laughs> and who? But those are the movies that I watched. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and who can't forget the rumor that the initiatives are given a gift of $15,000 and granted a lifetime of financial security just for being tapped to join the Skull and Bone Society. That sounds So great. do they have to accept it or... Yeah, and you'd think 15K is chump change to these guys. Yes, it is. But you get that money and you're guaranteed a life of financial security if something happens. I'm going to look this up really quick. All right. I'm trying to find out how much one semester at Yale costs. All right. Take your time. These wildly different stories about rituals and, and the functions of how they do them as a way to make sure... Everything seems ridiculous while everything seems to be possible. So they're kind of, it's just like, yeah, whatever. Nobody gives a shit. I found it. Okay. 77 grand. A year? A semester. Holy fuck. 
That's a crazy, you know. It's almost $100,000 a semester. So a tuition semester is, is 59 months, right, essentially? I, I think so, yeah. So tuition is 59000 room is 10000 and board is 7700 Holy fuck. That's a lot, man. So fifteen grand covers your room. Jesus fuck. And part of your board. Wow, mind blown. Skull and Bones was founded in the height of uh, the Antebellum era. Do you know what that is? Antebellum. The Antebellum yeah. era in the South. It was uh, belonging to the period before a war. So it was pre-Civil War America. For uh, can I keep slaves? No, you got keep, you can't keep slaves. For the American vernacular, yes, antebellum means pre-Civil War U.S. Hmm. And despite its northern location from the very beginning, it has roots in racism and elitism. Oh, does it? Is that is that what it's about? I think so. Scoopable uh, fact: Something that's yeah. not often spoken about is a good chunk of that era of the Northeast, uh, yeah, of the U.S was real pro-slavery. They don't fucking talk about it at all. But that's why, like, I areas know. like Vermont and Connecticut were very white for a Man, very long time. Man, guess what? Time. Without gay-ass Lincoln, we couldn't have any fucking... We couldn't... You guys probably would still have slaves. Who knows? You know Lincoln was gay, right? I've heard that Lincoln was he gay. Is, yes. He was gay, dude. He spent time with his homeboy in bed. They, they like to get down dirty. It's okay, man. Yo, Lincoln probably had a cock on him, though, bro. Yeah, I, I would imagine Lincoln had a log, right? I think he had a fucking huge dong on him. He think he could have. split a tree with it? Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, you know, George Washington had one of these. You think so? Yes, 100%. He Why? Was, I don't know, just a stature in his haircut? That was a wig. Yeah, it stole his haircut, because under there... No, there, no it's not, it's a powdered wig. There was a fucking <laughs> bald underneath there. That wig was probably never cut a day in its life. He probably looked it was like made. the guy from, uh, you ever seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang where he gives the bad haircut? Oh, I haven't seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang since I was a kid. No, he does the fucking haircut fucking thing and he pops it off and it's got like the fucking skullet and a little fucking hair on top. <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> Skull and Bones is founded in height of this error. And despite its northern location, like I said, it was rooted to racism and elitism. Originally founded by William Huntington and Russell and... Um, Alfonso. That's a name? Yep. Somebody named their kid Alfonso? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Spanish in origin. All right. So originally founded by William Huntington, Russell, and Alfonso Taff. Uh, the former member who inspired by occultist groups he encountered on a trip to Germany. These same occultist groups influenced the rise of the Nazi party and were steeped in eugenics and one race philosophy. <laughs> Not the last. <laughs> so the Thule Society, uh, uh, yeah, existed well before World War II ever existed. Eugenics was predominantly started in the U.S., as we are well aware. Any of the listeners that have been with us through many of those episodes will know um, that, the, yeah, the U.S. was the leading progenitor of eugenics. The Nazis stole it from us. So It's true, bro. We're sorry. We're sorry. We sorry. But, so, yeah, because the U.S. was originally the first place to sterilize mental patients, poor people, yes. et cetera, et cetera. Go as so it's not deep, as though bro. these talks are new. 
No. Of they've been talking about this forever. Control. Like, you know, and they, there there is literally video footage, I think from the 1920s, 30s, um, of talking about eugenics and how to mm-hmm. uh, get rid of the dum dums and to keep yeah. the smart smarts and, and all that type of jazz because they literally would make essentially propagandized videos. Uh, portraying how you need to get rid of certain groups of people uh, to further society's gain and to get rid of the idiots. And that is what is happening right now with the old... The whole... Uh, the the Kool-Aid. The okay. heroin epidemic? No, the Kool-Aid. The flavor-aid? The fucking... The vaccine. I'm fucking with you. I know. I know what you're talking about. There, I just wanted you to make you say there it. There's some theories, obviously, other than the other ones that we've talked about on this podcast, which we'll get. For, we're going to do a whole rant about all this stuff because I have a lot to say. Um, but that's part of it is that the people that are just compliant and will just go along and, and take something without any knowledge of what this might actually do to your body, to your your genetic structure, to any of this stuff that just like, be like well, the government told me it's good. Uh, that's getting rid of unintelligent people and leaving the smart ones to exist. But again, that is contrary to the theory that we talked about in the beginning I of this know. episode. Billy's whole thing is like, well, Bill Burr said, why would they kill the people that are complying? It's like, cause it doesn't matter because more of the population won't comply because people are subservient and they believe in a tyrannical government, no matter what fucking happens. So I've brought this up numerous times before. If you are going to leave the people who are fighting this to begin with, and you're going to kill off a whole bunch of people, all you've done is there proven won't them correct. There will be enough of us to fight it. That's the point. Because there's we're compared to the population, 70% of people in Canada has taken this shit. Okay? So the, the, the people left fighting it won't really matter. We'll just be used as fucking cows milking our good old seed because we're the only ones that will be able, like, able to have kids. So the theory goes. Of course, Scotland. Yeah, you you'll be you, Anton. They're gonna force you. They're gonna strap you down and like uh, and give like they're you're in Futurama and they're gonna make you snoo snoo. Even, they can fucking scrape my semen off Tom Hardy's face where it belongs, okay? Uh, yeah, Tom Hardy's a hunk, that's for sure. I love Tom Hardy. Oh, so do I, man. I'm so excited for Venom. Fucking let there be carnage. I want to see that shit. I've heard it was fucking horrible. I don't give a shit. People say everything's horrible. No, I mean like I've. People that I know that I did I you like the first Venom? Opinions. They said that one was bad too. I did. I, I enjoyed it. the first Venom. It's yeah, so not really accurate, but I enjoyed it's it. It's not but supposed I'll, to be accurate. It's supposed to be fun. I'll watch anything with Tom Hardy in it. Of especially course, Bronson because oh. he hangs dong. Oh a lot yeah, I know. When he he he. If you had, no one ever has seen the movie Bronson, go check it out because it's based on this literally maniac. This guy that just loved to fight. He got naked and based himself in butter so he could yep. fight the prisoner guards because he loved to fight yep. that much. He's England's most violent prisoner. Literally. Yo, we And now should, he paints. Yo, that's on the docket. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, it's on yes. the docket. Let's do that this year. <laughs> I'm just going to talk about Tom Hardy's dick for two hours. <laughs> of course, Skull and Bones is also excluded women and very much catered to white males, the elite, the 1% of Yale's uh, historical... Uh, student body. According to the piece in the Atlantic, this type of exclusion may be changing like we said, as the club does seek diversity in itself while remaining secretive and exclusive. 
And they well, it just, has to grow with the times if they you think have about to. it. And, and or not, they'll be pushed to the wind because people will be mm-hmm. like, get rid of this shit because they don't accept trans people. Uh, a semi-occult and secretive brotherhood like Skull and Bones needs a semi-occult secretive layer where they can hold their initiative ceremonies all night and uh, at saloons, and early in the early 19th century, the Skull and Bones rented out various on-campus halls where they would hold late-night discussions. But in the 18, in 1856, they finally conducted and constructed the tomb. They finally constructed the, place the tomb. So cool. A windowless brownstone uh, building where Bonesmen would meet privately every Thursday and Sunday. No one knows exactly what's inside the tomb, but there have been very few expeditions by curious outsiders. I don't give a fucking shit. Shoot me. I'll do it. If I live in the States, m- I'd go. So hear me out. All we have to do is get into Yale. All right. Now, once we're in I'm Yale, 30. we don't pledge skull and bones. Kay. We pledge a rival fraternity. Okay. And we then come up with the idea that for our initiate thing into whatever fraternity we pledge, we are going to rob Skull and Bones. We're going to do some crooking yeah, on the crooks. Yeah, some crooking on ourselves, yeah, or crooking to themselves. That's then a- we get in to the tomb and are subsequently murdered. It's a foolproof yeah. plan. What could go wrong? Can we jerk off on the corpses first? You think I'm going to break into the tomb and not masturbate on corpses? Why what do you not? take me for? <laughs> I thought you knew me better than that. The first thing I'm doing is cranking one out on that corpse. I w- honestly, I'm not, I'm not really scared of shit, really. And um, if I was in the States and I lived in Connecticut, I don't give a fucking shit. I'd go try to break into that thing. It's probably got a big sealed door, but I would try. Then the- Get your fake Vax card, make it across the States, and we'll go on a road trip. I don't know. By the time your dictatorship country crumbles by your own logic tom yeah you're gonna be part of china yes essentially the, the chinese are on our borders right now so then you're definitely not fucking going anywhere i'll fucking run over that border like i'm a mexican bro i'll jump you fences. gotta find you gotta, you gotta go find the least i'll dig holes spot a semi-occult secret but, uh, brotherhood like skull and bones needs a semi-occult uh, layer like i said um so in in 1876 a group calling itself the order of file and claw which is very weird. Name be so because they used to break into the tomb, actually wrote a pamphlet about what they found. Rooms outfitted with black and red velvet, pentagrams on the walls, and photos of alternate society, an alternate alternate society, an alternative mm-hmm. society essentially, in Germany. There's photos of this, supposedly. Uh, a few years later, another group broke in and found a gruesome scene. On the walls, on the west walls, hung amongst other pictures, an old engraving representing an open burial vault in which on the stone slab rest four human skulls, groped about the fool's cap and bells. I don't know what that means. Grouped about the fool's cap and bells. Uh, an open book and several mathematic instruments and a beggar's script and a royal crown. Okay, that's so that's all pretty... Sorry, I'm looking at uh, images of the tomb right now. Looks sexy. Does look like somewhere you film a porno? I mean, a pretty twisted fucking porno for sure. 
Like Dracula sucks. Um, Let's see. Uh, yeah, so the uh, the main lodge, or the main room looks crazy. It uh, it looks like partially like a hunting lodge. Yeah, and then the other half of it looks like what I would assume the inside of like the OTO looks like. Yeah, uh, three twenty two is scattered everywhere. It looks much cleaner than a traditional frat house. That's for sure. This is in the essentially which which is in. The actual tomb is they're saying there's engravings and an open burial vault, a stone slab, four human skulls, uh, yeah. a, f- a fool's cap and bells. So I think that's like a dunce cap. No, no. A fool's cap and bells is think a traditional court fool, a jester. Oh, fuck. You know how they dude. have the hat with yes. all the different. Oh, and that the bells. makes so much sense. Now when I'm cap. reading that, I'm like, what the fuck is a fool's cap and bells? That yeah, makes so much sense. Otherwise, you just have a fool's cap without the bells. And then, obviously, mathematical instruments, because, uh, you know, Freemasons like mapping out things with their fucking stupid uh, protractors. Like but that goes into the origin. Sorry, the uh, the supposed origin of Freemasonry, which is that they were the ones that built Solomon's Temple. Yes. And they were actual stonemasons, which is why they were allowed to move free and clear through yeah. lands that didn't necessarily take very kindly to outsiders because they were on a True. specific trip. And if you were uh, Solomon, good job, bro. A hundred wives and a thousand kids sounds like a lot of fun. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it does. Outside of the rumors that persist about the secret society, many pe- people believe that because due to the amount of members who are part of the government who are inside the skull and bones, that the members dictate a plan for the world from within inside the tomb. The biggest theory that the Bonesmen have helped pull off the assassination of JFK, like you said, much of the proof of its theory relies on the fact that in 1963, George H.W. Bush was president of the Zapata Offshore... Z- uh, yeah, Zap- Z-A-P-A-T-A? Yeah. Zapata. Zapata? After Emmanuel Zapata. Uh, yeah, the Zapata offshore oil company, a job that saw him going back and forth between Texas and Miami on a regular basis. He allegedly used his time in Miami to recruit Cuban nationals who would be happy to assassinate the president. It's weird because fucking Moral Technique, I think, talked about that shit. Well, the other connection that it's um, loose at best is that when we talked about the, uh, was it the OSS? Or the OSI, not OSI, OSS. Whoever one of the other previous members was that founded the intelligence community was also a bonesman. Makes a lot of sense, though. Yeah. Because many conspiracy theorists believe that Skull and Bones was created as a way to build a modern Illuminati that would serve as a way for the 1% to meet in secret and plan out its dystopia, lording by the Yale Illuminati, or alumni, not Illuminati, uh, the Yale alumni. The craziest thing that the Skull and Bones supposedly did was put the Manhattan Project in motion. Which is fucked, man. And uh, which theory do you subscribe to that they made a monster? The no, that's fucking atom bomb. Oh no, <laughs> that the atom bomb saved lives, or that it cost lives? Cost lives. Fuck the atom bomb didn't need to do shit, man. The, in my opinion, of of world wars, and I take some of this stuff from Howard Zinn, as I mentioned before, because he's a historian that literally 
knows his shit and put this as fact that the governments don't give a shit about you, your rights, your welfare, nothing. They don't care about you or the people wouldn't be going into Vietnam. They wouldn't have created the wars that they did with North Korea and all this stuff. That these people are all in cahoots. They're all in cahoots. And the biggest egotistical thing that a politician or someone in power can do is not send one person to a frying chair, but send thousands off to war to die, if not millions. And that's my opinion, is that they fund all these players in this political stage and then they pick and choose who they or who's going to win. It's almost it's a game of fucking chess is essentially how the political stage and wars have been betrayed in history, that there is always people on the top that are making money off of both sides. Of course. It's fucking facts, bro. When the new members officially join Skull and Bones, they take on a new name of fellow Bonesmen. Uh, that's what they're known for. So they take on names. And they'll be known for these names, like you said, for the rest of their lives. That's standard fraternity practice, though, amongst yeah. all fraternities. What was, you uh, get a nickname. What was, uh, what was um, uh, Homeboy's nickname? In, uh, W's? No, I know. We talked about him. His is uh, stupid. What is it? <laughs> Isn't it a failure? Temporary. <laughs> I'm, I'm temporary. I, I'm no, but uh, back in the day, you could do what was called a Google bomb. If you uh, if you typed in useless failure into Google and hit the I'm feeling lucky button, it took you directly to the White House homepage of George Bush's really? bio. Mm-hmm. That's fucking hilarious. Uh, what was uh, from um, Animal House? What was uh, uh, Belushi's Bluto? fucking... Oh, it was, it was Bluto, not Pluto, yeah. but Bluto, right? Bluto, and that was his fraternity name. Because his last name. name was Blutarski. Oh yeah, that's funny. Because at the end of the at the end of the movie, it's he went on to be Senator Robert Blutarski. Shout out Anton's very first episode on this podcast. Oh yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's why I have this. My uh, my yes. Saint Belushi, my Joliet Jake candle. So fucking dope. He's showing his uh his religious Belushi candle that he lights every night and jerks off to under a crescent Did I, moon. Did I show you this one too? That's fucking awesome. What, My Saint Mars, Mars attacks. attacks is amazing, man. Hell yeah. That's awesome. When, uh, so they, some Bonesmen pass down their actually nicknames to younger recruits. Like Lewis Lampen, uh, Harper's Magazine, did uh, with his own nickname, um, Sancho uh, Panza, uh, Panza. Sancho Panza. Sancho Panza? Sancho Panza, yeah, I guess. Which he passed it to Tex McRae, a PR specialist. So sometimes they'd be like, you know what? You sucked my dick real good the last two years. You can take my nickname. Uh, so Bonesmen, who were the most sexually active, received nicknames like Mag, uh, Mega, M- Magog. Magog, yeah. Magog. Is that supposed to mean something? Yeah, Magog is like a Babylonian, like, destructor deity. I love to fuck, so you are the destructor. Mag and Magog. Well, <clears throat> so a lot of those have super heavy occult significance. So, like, uh, Baal. Baal is yes, a, a Sumerian demon. god? He's a, deme- he's a demon. Baal. He, was, he Baal. was adopted into being a demon by the fucking early church. Because it was when when Rome conquered all the other spots yeah. with all the other different random tribes. I mean, Mesopotamia was a different episode. Yes. Scratch that. It's fucked. So anyone who was a varsity football captain was known as Boaz. Do you know who Boaz is? I don't know is? what the significance of that is. It's got like so many of those have to be 
yeah. deities. Yeah, but then there's Hamlet. Why stupid. the fuck is Hamlet in there? So some bonesmen are allowed to choose their own nicknames. Leslie George W. Bush was one of these lucky devils. But he, like you said, he couldn't think of anything his fellow bonesmen. Like he couldn't think of anything. He's that dumb. He just couldn't. I was like, I don't know. I'll get a placeholder and then I'll think of one later. <laughs> yeah, he refers to himself as temporary. And the name stuck, which is so fucked up. And uh, if there are any rumors about skull and bones that made the men seem less horrifying is the one, according to Esquire writer John Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum. I, I, Ron Rosenbaum sounds so familiar. There's a room inside the tomb that uh, is covered in license plates from across the country. Rosenbaum, an author whose writing extens- uh, has wrote extensively about the secret society, says that he discovered this after a woman wrote into him uh, to say that she had been uh, secreted, secreted, I guess, into the tomb one night by a bonesman who wanted to impress her. It's a college kid, you know, or well, a university kid, but essentially wants to impress the chick and is like, check out this tomb, baby. Come on, baby, put out. We've been dating for like three days now. I don't want to, but if you sneak me into the tomb. Sounds like an 80s thing. It just reminds me of like an 80s movie. It literally does. That room sounds like your typical prank room where it's like every time we go on vacation, we got to steal a license plate that has 322 on it. Yes. Like that just sounds like like your usual fraternity hijinks. No, it does. It sounds like stupid college kids or university kids, but uh, there's actually talk that apparently there's uh so there's the coffin room, which is its yes. own secluded single coffin room. There's the uh room with I'm assuming it would be used for either intimidation purposes or for casting out a member for Spilling secrets. Let's yeah. say, let's just let's go with that. Uh, which is the, the one jobbles. that supposedly has a chopping block and an axe on it, and the floor has got like red liquids everywhere. That sounds really fun. Sounds metal as fuck. It does. Um, so supposedly uh, says the woman, uh, and that she was brought into the tomb one night because you know a uh, bonesman wanted to impress her. Once inside, the bonesman showed her the room and explained that the plates have all the number, like you said, three twenty two, stamped on them. Bones members are supposedly to, um, to, uh, they were to confiscate any license plate, uh, essentially take steal any license plate they found with the sacred numbers on it for keepsake in the room of license plates. It does sound like a stupid, stupid frat prank. Think that room's full? Yeah, I would think by now. So is it still a tradition or what do they do? They're like, okay, now we're just storing them in a storage unit in Tulsa. Yeah, literally. That's, that's yeah, because it's just like you walk in and it's just like you're like pushing your way. The clink, clank, clank, clink, clank, clink, clink, clink. Like all these it's fucking just top to bottom. You open the door and like it they comically spills out into the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, the Esquire writer Ron uh, Rosen, uh, Rosenbaum, Rosenbaum went looking into the skull and bones, for a piece of uh, for a 1976 piece, he had trouble finding anyone who would talk to him. The few people who did, uh, he did find who were open to chatting, warned him of reprisals against him after the piece was published. 
One friend of a bonesman allegedly asked Rosenbaum, Rosenbaum where he did his banking before explaining that there were three bonesmen on the council of his bank and he would never get a line of credit again. Pretty much threatening him because they all, they're so, there's so many, they're in parts of these societies, right? And they kind of influence everything. So, and they're in, they, I feel like they seed their way in every little crevice of political stature or banking or business so they can control things in this hierarchy. If there's only, if there's a couple of them in there, they can control it. If you think about it, that's the only way the conspiracy works. Yeah. Without those key elements, all theories fall apart. It's true. So the anonymous man said they don't like people tampering and prying. The power of the bones is incredible. It's like my bones, incredible how powerful it is. They've got their hands on every level of power in the country. Just like I said, you'll see. It's like trying to look into the mafia. Remember, they're a secret society too. The mafia isn't real. It was made up to sell movies. At least that's what that fine Italian gentleman told me when I asked him about it. Yeah, don't. Yeah, fuck off. It was definitely real. Yeah, and that's it's you've a, never you've never heard anyone use that before. No, never actually. Oh, yeah, it's like, oh, are you in the mobs? The mafia isn't real. It's made up to sell movies. Now get the fuck out of here, kid. Yeah. Stop asking so many stupid <laughs> questions. And what a crazy okay. like. Right. I think part of me wants to think that is just a stupid fraternity that uh, conspiracy theories resonate around it because of how strange it was and that you weren't allowing allowed in. So certain different people at Yale, um, started making up these rumors. Uh, but there's part of me, a big part of me that believes that this is hundred percent a secret society that they, uh, put in exclusive members so they can have membership and they can control certain aspects of, uh, reality and stuff like that. I would say 90% of what you just said, that second part, is not only a good theory, but it's probably nail on the head. A- any society that is going to exist with that level of secrecy, yeah. with that level of affluence, is going to have sway over things you don't fucking want them to have sway over. Mm-hmm. But whether or not the more fantastical and far-fetched things actually occurred, like I would totally believe that, yeah, Prescott probably did steal Geronimo. Yeah, I think Because like, if you think it. about it, Early 1900s, like like with every decade of like, like where we're at right now, people being like, dude, the fucking 2000s was the shit. Everybody was so cool. And then when we were kids, it was like the fucking 80s is the shit. Yeah. Everything was so cool. It's not going to. So, yeah, it's not going to be the same anymore. The 2010 was not the shit. <laughs> yeah, 2020 fucking sucked dink. <laughs> um, but no. So like if you think about it, that that nostalgia is going to be there because they most likely grew up listening to legends of the old West and yeah. cowboys and Indians and, and et cetera, blah, blah, blah. So of course somebody trying to be like, my fucking dick's so big. Let's go steal Geronimo. One of the most famous native people yeah. ever. Let's go steal his fucking skull. 
I know. I think this is all. I think this is deeper than uh, we'll ever understand. And I do think that uh, this society is probably a lot creepier and a lot stranger than we will understand because they're not going to reveal their like real secrets. I do think they make people lay in a coffin naked and expose their uh, sexual secrets. I do think that's the thing. But um, interesting topic. Uh, I'm sure we'll dive back into something along this lines um, down the road and maybe bring the skull bones back up because we might talk about other secret societies. That's for sure. Because, uh, anything and everything strange will happen on this podcast. The skull bones. So yeah, follow us at www.strangerpodcast.com. Get some merch, bro. Everybody Get on the buy Patreon, some merch. fuckers. We got some cool uh, support coming. us. That's the best way too, is to rep us on your clothing. Cause I'm a walking advertiser for this podcast, but, uh, you know, uh, you could follow us on Rizzle now. I'm all over. Fuck TikTok, bro. Rizzle. G- get me up there. I'm already a thousand followers. Get on, get on Rizzle. That's a different type of app. Uh, we have different channels for podcast promotions and all that stuff. And, and follow what, us on clapper. Instagram, Strange Brew Podcast. And Anton, get Rizzle. Get Rizzle. Oh, all right. So on Instagram, I'm HP Shovecraft, as long as it doesn't get shut down, which my, uh, my messages are back up, so that's fine. Uh, on Twitch, it's InvaderDaggett underscore TTV. I think on Clapper, it's HP Shovecraft, yeah. and once I start a Rizzle, it will also be HP yeah. Shovecraft. That's um, the generic search. Yes, HP Shovecraft. Check out Anton's Clapper, because we have that shit, too, and we'll have, uh, we have uh, Rizzle, which is uh, your promotion and shit like that. So uh, don't, uh, don't suck a dick in a coffin. Pro- no, or do. Or I mean, do. as long as it's what you're trying to do, and it's not pledging some fraternity. All right. We love you all, and we'll be back for some more strange, strange shit on Strange Brew Podcast. You wonderful, wonderful, strange fuckers. Adios, amigos. Au revoir.